Hey, song surfers, welcome to Song Surfing. It's your friend, John. Song Surfing is a bi weekly playlist of independent music pulled from the far reaches of the internet. I've been checking out music on Bandcamp, Spotify, Slap, SoundCloud, AudioMac, YouTube, Facebook, Audius, Instagram, and a few others, and I'm excited to share some excellent tunes with you this episode. Song Surfing is a part of the Live from the Lincoln Lodge podcast network. Go to thelincolnlodge.com to check out the other shows on the network and learn more about the venue that's home to the nation's longest-running independent comedy showcase. Friends, all this month, I'm aiming to break away from the usual every-other-week release schedule, you know, the bi-weekly part of the, the intro, and instead I'm releasing an episode a week. This is all leading up to the first anniversary of the show, which will be the first week of January. So I'd love if you could join me every week and be here for the very special anniversary episode that's in the works. You don't want to miss that. It's going to be really fun. More on that at the end, so stick around. Song Surfers, this episode is all about beautiful singing and beautiful er, uh, it's definitely not a word, beautiful er melodies. Beautiful er melodies. More beautiful melodies. All right, I just can't do it. We'll hear a song that's a tribute to John Prine. We'll hear some piano music that tells an otherworldly story. Correspondent Brianna Bass will make an appearance, and we'll hear from the listeners about their current musical faves. We'll be listening to music from Murray, Kentucky, Sweden, Massachusetts, and Taiwan this episode. I want to say hello to my friends in India who I currently am seeing the most downloads from. Very cool, and thank you for listening. I have some music from Indian artists actually planned for future episodes, so watch for that in the feed. The U.S. is second in the most number of downloads. Thank you, my U.S. friends, for listening. But also, come on, United States, you got to step it up. Tell your friends about the show. Tell your neighbors, your grandparents. We need more grandparents listening to this show. Send them the link uh, that I have in the show notes. Easy peasy. Hello to my listeners in Russia, ranking number three in the most downloads. Thanks for listening, my Russian friends. What's up, Australia? You're number four. And hello, Germany. Thank you for listening. You're number five. Song Surfing currently has listeners on six of the seven continents, which is pretty cool, considering my goal is to play music from all over the world. Just need uh, need that... Um, Antarctic listener. So if you know somebody who's working in Antarctica, tell them about the show. Besides uh, telling some people about song surfing, which really um, is, you know, word of mouth is where it's at. So I appreciate if you took a moment to do that and thank you. Um, I also want to hear from you about artists that I should feature. Tell me about a great local band that plays in your area that you'd really like to hear on the show. Or maybe you have a talented cousin that you think would make a good addition to a future episode let me know send me an email that's songsurfingpodcast at gmail.com or uh, reach out on social media all right let's get to the music first up we'll hear a tune from indie pop band hater from malmo sweden here's a bit from their bio it's been too too long half a year at least since we swooned to sift hater's last piece of dreamy reverie where have the chiming guitars and Caroline's celestial crooning been hiding in these times of isolation? Before the walls went up and doors closed, the world is afloat with their sublime melody. You could feel the love in the room. Returning with a four-minute examination of things gone wrong, Hater's bad luck is a very personal examination of that luck, an introvert's story of learning to live again, of understanding how relationships work and how to communicate in them, a reawakening for new times. 
All right, about the song Bad Luck, Caroline from the band says, The song is about some kind of social awkwardness between myself and new faces, feeling left out due to not knowing how to read a situation, but also not wanting to know more than I should. Yeah, I think um, I think a lot of us can relate to that. And I think many of us now have experienced some form of pandemic-induced isolation that has resulted in nascent social anxiety. And that's the best-case scenario. For those of us who already found social interaction to be what, exhausting, terrifying, definitely a challenge, something that you need to have a strategy for, uh, that isolation just gave those feelings a freaking steroid injection. And as Caroline says, knowing how to read a situation and the feelings that go with that, the small bursts of panic that it induces, and then the urge to just sink inside yourself, it's powerful stuff. Song Surfers, there's a video for the song that you should check out. There's some nice imagery that portrays some of those feelings. I have that linked in the show notes over at songsurfingpodcast.com. Just look for the episodes and show notes page. It gives the rundown with all the links to the artists and their music. Uh, so here is Hater with Bad Luck to start the first block of music. Then we'll hear from correspondent Brianna Bass. See you on the other side.
All right, Song Surfers, we got Song Surfing Correspondent, Brianna Bass. Hey, Bree, how you doing? Hey, doing great. Thanks for having me back. So what do you have for us today? Oh, I have a Diesel Palomino by Fate McAfee. Fate's out of Murray, Kentucky. Um, just a real thoughtful songwriter, in my opinion. And he writes from, from personal experience. Uh, and I think that it's something that a lot of people from our generation um, kind of deal with. And I like that he um, puts a name to it and he writes about it and talks about it. So I just find Faye McAfee incredibly um, relatable and and really empathetic to, like, the experiences that we're all having. Yeah, so uh, Faye told me that the song, Diesel Palomino, was written about a family dynamic that collapses and the likelihood of perpetuating intergenerational trauma if one doesn't keep a close eye on their own behaviors. Mm -hmm. Think a contemporary of The Sound and the Fury by Faulkner. He says smart. Yeah. (laughs) He's just one of the smartest men I've ever met. I I appreciate a song that really comes from a a deep place. Mm -hmm. There are so many out there that, you know, are just party songs or having fun, getting drunk. It's refreshing when you get something that has a real, some real meat to it lyrically. Absolutely. Um, and so I, I can't recommend Fate enough. His entire discography is, is so thoughtful. Yeah, he just, he like digs deep and he just kind of says what we're all feeling. I just really respect that about him. There's a line in his bio that stood out to me. It says, he's an avid listener. He believes in the power of creativity to help process life's complexities. So in doing interviews on the podcast, one thing that comes up pretty frequently when artists are talking about their songwriting process, a lot of times it's a subconscious thing, mm-hmm. you know, where, where their subconscious mind is writing the lyrics <laughs> to, to a degree, where they, they later discover what the song was really about, or it winds up being about more than they originally thought or intended it to be. Sure, That's fascinating. Yeah, I found that when I first started writing... I had all these big influences, and I wanted to write these these fun, trashy, honky-tonk songs. And um, apparently you have to exercise all your demons before you get to write fun, honky-tonk songs. And you don't realize <laughs> how many demons you have until you're like three albums later, you're like, gosh, I'm still writing about all these demons that I have. Yeah, you, you, you realize just... Uh how in control your your parental issues are of you (laughs) or whatever. (laughs) Awesome. Well, thanks for bringing this cool tune in. So this is going to be Fate McAfee with Diesel Palomino. And thank you. Thank you. Y'all enjoy it. I left my baby sitting in the sun. Said you'll be Find his gold, laid him to rest and left the yard full of holes. Divided up the land, my mother kept her share. They sold off their timber rights, laid the valley bare. My mother went from the country to Manhattan Street, got a degree, oh, got those on her feet fell for my father moved back to Tennessee
song surfers were back first in the block was the song bad luck by the band hater second was fate mcafee with diesel palomino friends if you like the tunes then help the artists take that next step and help spread the word about your favorites and their songs share their Bandcamp or streaming platform links on social media tell some of your friends about your favorites or buy some merch And remember, you can find all of the artists' websites and their preferred streaming and purchase links on the episodes and show notes page of songsurfingpodcast.com. On a previous episode, I had asked what you've been listening to the most lately and why. And here's what you had to say. Over on Instagram, stickpenny7 said, Pony Bradshaw, or at Pony Bradshaw's album Calico Jim, Bradshaw writes with such an authentic love for the Appalachian region and the hardworking and resilient men and women who live there. I love his use of the Appalachian mythology and spiritualism and how he doesn't shy away from the region's hardships, but rather writes about them with an honest compassion for the region's complexities. Plus, the man sings like a frickin' angel. So that was Pony Bradshaw that Stickpenny was telling us about. John Silvers says, I've been listening to a lot of Gordon Lightfoot lately. He's been a longtime inspiration of mine. His birthday recently passed, and I just had to honor it by playing the shit out of his music. The Cage in Your Head said, lots of metal, various artists and bands. I I can't, I got to read that in a metal voice. Lots of metal, various artists. Okay, I don't think I can do that. (laughs) Various artists and bands. But one I recently discovered that has a few songs that really hit home for me was... Woods of Ypres. Okay, so if Google Translate can be trusted, trusted, that's Y-P-R-E-S, which it tells me is a city in Belgium. 
Uh, let me start that sentence again. Various artists and bands, but one I recently discovered that has a few songs that really hit home for me was Woods of Ypres. Songs like Lightning and Snow struck me in a way I can't explain. The more I hear, the more I want to hear more. Yeah, I need to check that out. Thanks for chiming in, folks. At the top of the show, I said that the episode features great singing. And what does that mean exactly? Uh, when, you, when you evaluate a great singer, are you listening for clarity of tone, power, or a, a, a richness to the voice, uh, the, the ability to perform vocal athletics? How about vulnerability and raw emotion, being able to convey that? So when you're talking about great singers, there are a lot of different angles you can take. I tend to gravitate to singers more for their, the qualities that make them different over uh, whether they have a traditionally quote-unquote good voice. Like, I love me some Jay Maskus and Kim Gordon for the way they're uh, pained or um, sometimes out of tune, yelps, uh, bring the lyric to life, makes the meaning more personal. You can't imagine anyone else singing a cool thing by Sonic Youth except Kim Gordon. Uh, but I also love Ella Fitzgerald for her power, her, her clear tone, her phrasing. Even though it's like on another planet compared to those first two, completely different style of singing, there is some commonality there in that Ella, just like Mascus and Gordon, elevate the song. They bring it to life with their unique performance. So how about you? Who are your favorite singers and why do you love them? Tell me on Instagram or Facebook. You can find Song Surfing on both by searching at Song Surfing Podcast or send an email. That email address again is songsurfingpodcast at gmail.com. If you email and you don't want me to read it on the show, just make sure to tell me that. I'd love to hear from you either way, though. All right, back to the music. To start off the second block, we'll hear from an artist from Massachusetts whose EP, Day Plan, and then it has a parenthesis in the title, so it's Day Plan parentheses, five songs written for the end of the world. Uh, I've really been enjoying that EP. I even gifted it to a friend on Bandcamp. Did you know you can do that? You can buy an album or a song or an EP and send it to a friend. It's one of the options on there. Um, hey, I love that idea. Sh sharing music with friends is so fun. And Bandcamp should make a mixtape feature too, where you can make a playlist, buy the tracks, and then send, send those to friends. All right, here's a bit from our next artist bio. Walking the seam between confessional Americana and whimsical bedroom rock, Izzy Heltai is as nimble as he is grounded. In Day Plan, five songs written for the end of the world, Izzy highlights the connective tissue between himself, everything around him, and everything within him. Sonically unpretentious and lyrically relatable, his music is like a conversation with the best friend over a cigarette on the back porch. The moment of clarity you didn't know you needed. Izzy sings exactly what he experiences in a way that feels like he willingly converted the windows in his one-bedroom Massachusetts apartment to two-way mirrors, welcoming us inside the many feelings that rise, crest and fall, as he goes about his day plan. That's a good bio, Izzy. And here's what Izzy told me about the song Met on the Internet. I was a super shitty teenager. I exhibited pretty standard teenage boy toxic behavior, especially when it came to dating. As men, we are consistently shown portrayals that equate masculinity with emotional aloofness, entitlement disguised as confidence, and a general lack of communication skills. As a trans teenage boy, I unfortunately internalized a lot of those ideas, trying to overcompensate for my lack of inherent madness being born a girl and all. 
To put it in fewer words, this song is my apology to anyone I tried to date in high school. All right, song surfers, I love so much about this song. I love the tone of Izzy's voice. To my ears, it's rich, clear, and unique. I also love the slower groove. It's a real head bobber, a foot tapper, a hold up a cigarette lighter and sway type of song. (laughs) Remember when people used to do that? That's weird. I love Izzy's honest lyrics, too, and his willingness to take a hard look at himself and own up to past behavior. So let's see what you think. Here's the song Met on the Internet by Izzy Helltie to start off the second block of music. Heartbreaker, but you got no names on your ass. You fancy yourself a man of certain values, but you just act selfish on the surface, call it honest, but it's toxic. I want my friends to know that 
Hey friends, John here. Is one of your New Year's resolutions to start a podcast? Well, you should. I can tell you it's fun. It's really rewarding. I can also tell you, though, that even a seemingly simple podcast can have so much behind the scenes that goes into it. But thankfully, there's Captivate, a podcast hosting platform that makes it easy to manage and monetize your podcast. With Captivate, you can create and distribute unlimited podcasts, get advanced analytics, monetize and promote in one simple, easy to use dashboard. Song surfing is hosted through Captivate. And what does that mean? So after I script and record an episode, I upload it to Captivate and they shoot the episode out along with the accompanying show notes and artwork to a ton of podcast players like Apple and Google Podcasts, Amazon, Spotify, Geosavin, Podchaser, Stitcher. All of the episodes are saved on the Captivate server too, so I don't have to worry about having a separate hosting site or creating RSS feeds, anything like that. They also provide multiple ways to share the episodes, so I haven't needed to futz around with creating smart links, and their player app for WordPress was super simple to add to songsurfingpodcast.com, and it works great. Other perks include a free website, a dynamic ads platform, and incredible customer service, like seriously incredible customer service. I think that last piece alone makes Captivate stand out from the rest. Try it out for yourself because they're running a special seven-day free trial. And be sure to click the referral link that's in the show notes. Okay, back to the music.
Hey, song surfers, welcome back. First in the second block, we listened to Izzy Helti's song Met on the Internet. After that was a piece by Eric Pan titled Ballet of the Mariner from the album Lullabies of the Pleiades, which is available as a pre-order now on Bandcamp. Here is a bit from Eric Pan's bio. Taiwan born and reared on the go between Taipei and the American Southwest, Eric Pan found his musical footing via a jazz mentorship with Ray Brown at the University of California. And song surfers Ray Brown was a legendary jazz bassist who played with many of the uh, biggest names in jazz, uh, really helped shape the sound of the 40s and onward. These studies with Ray Brown propelled Pan onto stages with notable jazz musicians such as Jeff Hamilton and Roy Hargrove, plus over a decade's tenure as New York City pianist and composer. Eric Pan's compositions and improvisations reveal a relentless pursuit of simplicity, craft, and universality. 2020 saw his three-album Travel Poems debut. This summer brings his first neoclassical EP titled Lullabies of the Pleiades. Hear him interviewed on air next to Orson Welles on national radio with PRI's The World and read his premiere interview in Jazz's magazine. Dang, Eric, that's an impressive bio. Here's what he told me about the album and the track that we listened to. The upcoming EP is called Lullabies of the Pleiades, and in a way that's meant literally. It's an exoplanetary musicological collection of songs sung to young Pleiadean loved ones. And he added in parentheses, as wild or normal as that might sound. Ballet of the Mariner is about a sailor, and if I'm saying this right, R-I-W-A-I, R-I-W-A-I, trying to find his way to a home he hasn't seen since childhood. It takes place on an ocean planet with three overlapping moons, where navigating long distances is difficult without all of them in the sky. This happens rarely, once every few decades, but this song captures the moment the moons have risen and coincided, and in a moment of inspiration, Rewai dances aboard his boat. Eric Pan also sent over two links, which you can find in the show notes. One is the Instagram post that tells a story as the music plays, and that's a nice immersive experience. The other is to a press release with more of the background story. And I love that there is an entire backstory here that adds a whole other dimension to the listening experience. I also love that the composition's refined, melodic, uh, easy to understand on first listen, but also rewards you for multiple listens. I find that every time I listen through Ballet of the Mariner and the other tracks that are available so far on the EP, the story just comes to life even more. I notice how a theme was developed or I catch a detail that I hadn't noticed before. Beautiful, imaginative stuff. Friends, Bandcamp Friday is coming up, so go pre-order the album and get a copy for a friend while you're at it. Lullabies of the Pleiades by Eric Pan. Uh Uh-oh, did I just hear? Did you hear it? Listen. Yep, that's right. That music means it's time for me to say, thanks for listening to Song Surfing. Friends, last week I mentioned the celebration episode for the show's one-year anniversary. That's coming up at the beginning of January, so real soon. If you want to get in on the celebration, you can send your congratulatory message to songsurfingpodcast at gmail.com. You can also send a voice memo if that suits your fancy. Just email the Dropbox or Google Drive link for that. And I'll need those by the second week of December. 
If you're a previously featured artist and you'd like to send a song my way for the episode, send me an email and I'll get you the details on that. Thanks. If you think this podcast is nice, then please, please, please take a moment to follow, rate, and review. There are a lot of different ways to do this, uh, so to make it easier, there's a link in the show notes that takes you to some of the more common podcast players and sites. If you're listening from the Song Surfing website, all you have to do is click on the word follow that's on the player at the top of the page. Apple Podcasts, Podchaser, Podcast Addict, those allow you to rate and review, and I would agree, I would really greatly appreciate it if you could do that for me for the show uh, in one or eh, all of those places. Here's one of the reviews from Apple Podcasts. This is from Slamdunk79. Great indie playlist. Refreshing to hear such a well-curated playlist of truly independent music. Good tunes, engaging hosts, kudos all around. Thanks, Slam Dunk. I appreciate you taking the time to do that. And last, friends, remember to tell me who your favorite singers are and why you love them. You can go follow Song Surfing on Instagram and Facebook at Song Surfing Podcast. And while you're there, you'll see the post where you can chime in with your answer. I'm also looking for more Guy Fieri catchphrases, too, so that we can take an express train to Flavortown. That's something Guy would say, right? Flavortown? I think that's the name of one of his restaurants. And speaking of flavor, the mouth-watering opening theme of the show is Living in a Fishbowl by Josh Ween. Uh, sorry, sorry, Josh, for calling your music mouth-watering. I'm kind of grossing myself out now. <laughs> How does Guy pull that off? The music that you're hearing now is Little Pills by Patrick Moonbird. And both of those tunes are linked in the show notes. See you, See next, you time. next time.